It's Brian Preston, the money guy, restoring order to your financial chaos, retirement, investing, taxes. You've got financial questions. He's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the money guy. What a week. I tell you what, you guys, um, you got to bear with me because I was planning on having everything set up for you guys to go deeper into the world of investing and talk about mutual funds. And don't worry, if you're tuning in this week and want to jump on that and hear how you can pick out good mutual funds, we're going to do that. But it is going to get put off by one week because there's just too many other things going on that will require immediate attention. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, the state of banking um, a lot of you guys have probably seen a lot of the stuff going on on the nightly news with some of these bank runs that kind of remind you of the Great Depression. And I'm going to kind of put your mind at ease as well as tell you what you need to protect yourself because there are some things that are going on out there in the world of banking you need to know so that you can go make the correct actions right now before you get caught in a bad situation. So. Before we get into all the, the hot discussion here today, let me tell you, I am your host, Brian Preston. I'm a, a certified financial planner, a certified public accountant, and a personal financial specialist, which means I'm a CPA that does financial planning. And by day, I'm a partner in a fee-only wealth management firm on the south side of Atlanta. We On the side, is just a hobby. Just for giggles, I'm, I'm a three-year veteran blogger and podcaster who believes in bringing high-quality personal financial advice that goes beyond common sense. Um, if you want to go check out our website to get important show notes, we do type in weekly show notes that read like a blog that are incredible. You can go to money-guy.com, and you can leave praise and public comments on the website's comments section, but you can leave ideas for improvement. If you actually want to tell us and be a part of the show on how we can improve it and leave us show questions and so forth, you can write me at brian, B-R-I-A-N, at money-guy.com. iTunes subscriptions and critical to us feedback is also available if you go to money-guy.com backslash iTunes, or is that forward slash iTunes? I always, you know, always get people telling me it's forward, backwards, but I think you know the symbol I'm talking about. And I would like to stress how important and essential iTunes feedback is because that's what keeps us popular and keeps us keeps us out there in front of you and competing against the big guys like the Wall Street Journal, Dave Ramsey, um, Jim Cramer, and all the other big guys that have big corporate sponsorship behind them. And um, we're just the little guys out here doing it just for giggles as a, a side job, kind of a hobby, not really generating any revenue, just trying to do our public good here. So please continue to support us. Please continue to tell your friends and family. We hit an all-time high on our subscribership last week. I attribute that to you guys and me telling you, hey, go tell a friend if you like what we're doing here. It is free. Why not tell your friends and see what we can do with it? Now let's jump in and talk about the craziness that's going on. I know things are crazy when I have friends, friends that are actually impacted by this stuff, and I think it's time to get the word out. I am... um, I'm having to change my thought process on something that has been a fundamental financial planning thing that I've used for my own personal money and finances. And that is, in the past, you know, you listen to guys like Dave Ramsey, and um, they've been telling you you've got to have that three to six months of cash reserves. In the past, I'm one of those guys, and don't send me all the bad emails about how I'm not responsible, And because I do practice everything I preach, and, and if you listen to the show long enough, I think you'll tell that I really am um, walking the talk, that, that we're doing everything we're telling our clients and our listeners to do. But I was one of those guys that I didn't keep huge cash reserves that three to six months, 
for multiple reasons. One is I have tons of equity in my house because what happens is, is I save on a monthly basis. I have money coming out automatically every month that goes into investment accounts for me and my wife. And then also, you know, every quarter I make all my, my IRA contributions. I make SEP contributions. I even have a 403B with the school board that I'm on. And I load all that stuff up. And then if I have any money extra, I like to pay stuff down, including my mortgage. So um, I've got a good bit of equity in my house. Well, I used to think that was enough because I had a home equity line with a big um, national bank that said a rate of prime minus a half that, hey, if I ever had an emergency, if I ever needed money, no big deal. I would just go, you know, pull off of that account. Not a biggie. Well, the rules have changed a little bit. I don't think my logic is off. I just think that the, the... the trust I had in the financial, you know, financial intentions of what my bank was going to do and allow me to do, to occur has changed a little bit. And, and what I'm talking about is I have a friend, a friend of the Money Guy Show, who sent me, I've actually got in my hands, the actual facts of a letter that they received as of July 1st from GMAC Mortgage. Um, as you probably know, GMAC is a division of General Motors. Um, they, you know, General Motors isn't exactly in the best of times right now, and they sent out a letter. Let me read a little bit of this letter because this scares the willies out of me. It gave me the heebie-jeebies that, holy cow, I can't believe that they, they can change the rules on you this way. But listen to this. As you may know, home values in many areas of the country are falling. Due to these declines, we have reassessed your home equity by comparing your property value to your outstanding loan balances using... An automated valuation method, AVM. In other words, those computer programs out there that just kind of lump your house with everything else on the street doesn't take into account, you know, maybe your 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 house is in better condition, maybe you have better trim in your house, maybe additional fixtures, maybe you've done other landscape improvements. Doesn't matter to that automated valuation method. So they're using computers to tell them, hey, where areas have gone down in value. Continuing on with the letter, it says, This value no longer supports the full amount of your line of credit. Therefore, it is necessary to suspend your remaining credit line availability effective immediately. What does this mean to you? This means you are unable to make any additional home equity credit line advances, and all home equity credit line checks and credit card access transactions will be refused and returned unpaid. You will continue to receive your normal bill, including your current payment information, and you should continue to make payments on any outstanding balance on your account. We understand you have handled your home equity account responsibly and want to ensure that you know this change is being made as a direct result of the decline in value. Additional information about this change is also enclosed. And then it has a common questions section. How nice of them to put these common questions in here. Because the first one is probably exactly what most people, I know when I was reading this letter, I had this question in mind. How are you permitted to decrease or freeze my line of credit? Question number one. Glad you asked is what this handout basically is saying. Because it says, A, under the Federal Law Truth and Lending Act, Regulation Z, home equity creditors can freeze the credit line or reduce the credit limit for several reasons, including if the value of the dwelling that secures the home equity line of credit declines significantly below the dwelling's appraised value. Authority is granted to the lender, and your home equity credit line agreement is normally found in the default cancellation of credit privileges section, suspension of credit and reduction of credit limit, or lender's rights section of your loan contract.
Why are you taking this action now? A. Home values have dropped in many parts of the country, including your area. We need to protect our security value for your loan and also want to protect customers whose property values may no longer support their home equity line of credit. We want to keep customers from owing more than their home is worth. How nice of them. How did you get the new value for my home? This value we use is from an automated valuation method commonly used for property valuations. An AVM is an automated appraisal method which provides a value for a property based upon historical data and projected property values. And here's the kicker. What do I do if I wrote some checks before receiving this notice? If checks were written or deposited before you received this notice, please contact our office to confirm if the check was paid or returned. By the way, it wasn't. I, this, this friend of the Money Guy show is um, wrote two checks. Guess what? Didn't pay them. How embarrassing. You have to actually call the credit card companies and whoever else and say, hey, you know those two checks I just sent you? Not good anymore. You've got to imagine this is crazy how you know they can do this. They can change the rules. Here's a good question, too, because I, I'll tell you in my area, even though I know property values are being impacted, when I got my, my new property valuation to the tax man, you know, the, the local county tax appraiser, thinks my house is worth more money somehow. So this is the next question is just for those guys just like me out there. It says, my real estate taxes just went up. How could my home value got, have gone down? You will need to contact your local tax authority to confirm how your home value was calculated for tax purposes. This may have a process. They may have a process for you to appeal this value. So as you can see, Brian's old philosophy of, hey, don't worry about keeping tons of cash reserves because you have this huge access to home equity that you know can help you carry emergencies and so forth. Doesn't hold water anymore. I was wrong. Dave Ramsey was right, and all the other guys that said you got to have that cash reserves. So what I've done is corrective measures. I've gone and filled up all my cash reserves now with you know I, I put fifteen to twenty grand away for a rainy rainy day, so that I wouldn't have to count on that home equity line for any emergencies, or if I just needed a little bit of extra money at the end of the quarter before we do our monthly our quarterly draws here with my company. So you got to take this into account. I know there's a lot of you guys out there that are like me, very analytical, think you've outsmarted the system by, hey, why would I, why would I want to keep a little, you know, all this cash reserves out there that's only earning probably 2% in your, in your bank checking or savings account or money market? Why would I want to do that when I could go pay down my home mortgage or go pay down a car loan that's you know charging me you know between five, six, seven percent? It's that's a great rate of return to go ahead and pay that debt down, get a guaranteed rate of return by paying down those balances. Doesn't work anymore. Um, you've got to you've got to make sure that you're protected so that if you do have any emergencies, that you are not caught in a very very bad situation because it, they they've frozen you out. There's nothing you can do. And it could really lead to a bad situation if you're not taking into account and keeping those cash reserves out there. So, so learn from me. Learn from the, the friend of the money guy who sent me this information. This is important, important information. Now let's talk about also, um, if you've been watching the nightly news, there's been um, a, a bank default. There's actually a bank that went under, and you saw even what looked like a bank run, which is like, what you saw in It's a Wonderful Life and reminds us of the Great Depression where people went back in the old days, back during the Great Depression era, when they thought that a bank was going to default, they would go immediately run to that bank and try to get their money out of that bank before they ran out of money. Well, i got to tell you that I don't think that you have as much to worry about as we had back in the, 
in the in the the twenties and thirties when all this occurred. Because back in 1933, the federal government did get together to protect us from having these bank run, bank runs and created, um, let's see, how, the, the FDIC. You know, which is the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. FDIC was put in effect to guarantee and protect with the full faith of the American United States government um, that they will cover all of your principal and accrued interest for your accounts up to limits. Let's talk about what those limits are, and then I'm also going to tell you about a tool that you can use if you go to the FDIC.gov website. They have a tool called the Electronic Deposit Insurance Estimator, EDIE, E-D-I-E. You can go check that out, and it actually is a pretty cool thing because you type in the name of your bank, you type in all of your different accounts and their account balances, and it actually calculates if you're over the limit. Um, now, the limits, just to go over real quickly, Individual accounts. If you and your spouse have an individual account, y'all each separately have $100,000 of protection and coverage. If you have a joint account, you each have co-owners of a joint account, assuming equal access by both of you, each have $100,000 in that. So it is possible if you have um, at one bank, you have an individual account in your name of $100,000, you're protected. If you have a $200,000 joint account with your spouse, you're still fully protected. So you could actually have $200,000 in your name and, you know, 200000 in your spouse's name, you know, in, in the different account setups and be fully protected because individual and joint accounts are separate. So you would have full protection, and you just need to understand, if you have IRAs that are at the banks that are in CDs and other things like that, those IRAs are protected up to $250,000 Per individual account, you know, per total net, your social security number at that bank in that IRA. So just remember some of those limits. Go check out the FDIC website and actually use their tool. We're going to provide a link on the Money Guy website. It's money-guy.com if you want to go check it out. And, and make sure you're protected. And you say, well, yeah, but how many people actually have over $100,000 at a bank? It happens all the time. I have a, a client that called me just two days ago starting a brand new company, gone out on their own and starting a brand new company. They've got about three to $400,000 that they needed to start this company, got it at one bank. Guess what? We had to figure out how we could, you know, do that money, spread it around to protect the individual investor. So this stuff does happen. When NetBank, which is a, was an Atlanta-based company, you've probably heard of NetBank, it went under, I believe, sometime last year. I think it was 2007 that it went under. I, was a, I, I used NetBank for a few years before I moved back to the traditional brick-and-mortar type banks. But NetBank um, actually went under last year. And, and they were ended up being acquired, I believe, by ING, kind of assumed their assets. But people who had, they did, there was a whole big article that came out when NetBank failed and went under about businesses and individuals that had more than the $100,000 limit. And they just, they had to get in line with the other creditors. That's not what you want to do. So you need to pay attention, especially in times like this, if you're one of those big account carriers to make sure you pay attention to what you have at each of the individual banks. Let me give some kudos out there. Um, part of the Preston and Cleveland family is getting some media attention because of this um, uh, you know, trouble that people are having with the, the financial sector and the banking system right now. Um, my partner, Bill Cleveland, as I tell you guys, I am a partner by day at Preston and Cleveland Wealth Management. We have two offices. I'm down here on the south side of Atlanta in McDonough, Georgia. And my partner, Bill Cleveland, 
is over in Augusta, Georgia. Um, and, you know, I always say that I'm the loud one, Bill's the smart one, and Bill um, was actually recognized in NBC Augusta. The NBC affiliate over there in Augusta, Georgia, called him up and asked him to, to help out on a segment called Protecting Your Money. We're going to put a link on the website for that, too, so you can go check out and see um, what my partner looks like as well as to hear the segment on how you can protect your money because I think it ties into all this. So what are you supposed to take away from all this Well, all this money concerns is just – Make sure you're thinking about all angles. Make sure that you're you're protecting yourself to the point that if anything goes wrong, you're covered. And, and i got to tell you, that doesn't mean you have to worry your bank's going to go under. I truly do believe the FDIC insurance is enough. It's just you need to make sure you're thinking about if, they are in, if the bank is in financial trouble and you have home equity lines, if you have any loans that probably are better than market, and that's why I say mine is definitely – it has the potential of getting frozen because I have a prom minus a half. You can't tell me with prom being as low as it is right now and me being below a half a percent below what even prom is that they're not losing their shirt on my loan. So if I was a bank trying to figure out where I could save some money, probably go go hit those guys first that have loans that are way better than market is right now. And that's exactly what you've got to watch for. So go ahead and go be two steps ahead of where they might hit you and protect yourself. Build up those cash reserve limits. Make sure that you have the FDIC protection that you need. And then if you're worried, you know, the, the financial markets have been all over the place. Fortunately, we've had two good days out there in the markets. The bank stocks, are the financial stocks are starting to recover. Price of oil is starting to come down a little bit. It is amazing. That um you you know you have a, a press a press junket with the president getting up there and talking and asking about drilling and stuff and then all of a sudden the price starts coming down. You can't tell me when people say speculators are talking about investors that investors are doing this because they think that it is a supply and demand problem that, that people are worried about. Investors are thinking. We're not going to do anything to increase supply. So now I think that is starting to change. People are worried about two things. They're worried about, hey, if this economy really is in trouble, demand's probably going to go down just naturally because there's not as much going on with consumption because when people are hurting for money, they're not going to go on vacation. They're not going to travel. There's not going to be as many orders on the, for, for, from companies for products. So there's not going to be as many things being shipped. And so when demand goes down for fuel, Guess what? Prices of oil is going to come down. The other thing is they're worried if policy changes. What if we did increase supply? And sure, it might take six to ten years to get that supply on. It's, but it's it's the whole philosophy of that there's a change in the market. These things are going to drive price down. I still think oil, just as much, it could go up to $200 a barrel. You hear that all the time. But there's no reason it wouldn't go back down to $80, $90 to $100 a barrel also, just because of what's going on out there. It's complete speculation right now to guess either way it's going. You just need to protect yourself both ways. If you're very freaked out about what's going on out there in the markets, look at your asset allocation. I talked about that in last week's show. Make sure you're looking at your asset allocation that it reflects your risk profile. It reflects how many years you have to retire. This is what's going to protect you. If you've got one of those portfolios that's not letting you sleep right now, there's a good indicator that you probably don't have the right asset allocation. You should be sleeping like a baby right now because there's no reason while the market's down as of June 30th, 13% or 12.83, whatever the, if you want to use the exact number of the S&P 500, there's no reason you shouldn't be down only 3 to 7% depending upon your age and your asset allocation and what your goals are. So protect yourself so that you can be there to get that big return. Because remember what we ultimately talk about on why you want to stay fully invested and not try to time and jump in and out. When the market recovers, 
back in 2002, the first month of the recovery, back in October of 2002, from October to November, the market returned 15% if you're looking at the S&P 500. From October of 2002 to, to, to October of 2003, that 12-month period, the market returned 33%. That's not unusual. The historical numbers are usually for that first month somewhere around 9.6%. The first 12 months typically around 26.2%. The only way you're ever going to get that pop is you've got to be in the market. And the only way you're going to be able to weather it so you can be there for that pop is to have an asset allocation that reflects what you can do and what you can handle on your risk side so that you are there. Don't try to be one of these market timers. There's a reason that the biggest inflows you know, into the stock market occurred in usually the heaviest times. March of 2000, there, were, there was a huge inflow into the financial market. The biggest outflows usually occur right around the worst time. You know, that's why you had the, the peak financial opportunity when you're at the lowest point. That's why the, a lot of the money came out of the markets back around the October of 2002 is because people just give up. And that's usually what they give up at the worst time. Remember, we want to buy low and sell high. And the only way you can do that is to have a good diversified portfolio that lets you hang in there through thick and thin and find those buying opportunities. I do want to close out the show, tell you um, those that are still listening, we do have a new section on the website in the top right corner. It's um, a member section where you can register with the site. I want you to go ahead, if you're, if you're a, a diehard Money Guy listener, go ahead and register with us. A few of you guys are doing it without being prompted, and I appreciate that. But what we plan on doing there eventually is we're going to have some member-only podcasts. We're going to add some content that only members are going to get. Like I'm thinking about adding the quarterly commentary that we do for um, our, my, my fee-only financial planning firm. We're thinking about adding that this quarter. We're going to make all this available free for right now. Now, down the road, we might make it a subscription service, you know, because to try to defray some of the cost of having the show. But right now, sign up for free. That way, we can keep you posted, and you can be truly a member of the, the Money Guy family, and, and we can keep you up to date on everything that's going on. I hope you've learned something from today's show. We'll get right back on track with the investment topics and talk about how to invest and buy mutual funds next week and which criteria you need to use to, to know if you've got a good man. Manager. Until next week, though, I'm your host, Brian Preston, for The Money Guy Show. The Money Guy Podcast is hosted by Brian Preston, and Brian Preston is a partner with Preston & Cleveland Wealth Management. Preston & Cleveland Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Preston & Cleveland Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through The Money Guy Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.